Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Monday Phone lines are open, 8150 for the UPS Job Sex Line. Hey, football fans, FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat, same-game parlay. But when you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sports book has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. I love anytime TD scores. Probably going to take the over on Travis Kelsey's total receptions. We'll see. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. So start building your own or just bet a popular same-game parlay already made for you in America's number one sportsbook. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Biscuit if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over in President, Kentucky. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. While we were at commercial, uh, waiting to, uh, to come back, one of those, uh, it seems like everything that's happened of any sort of moment at all regarding the NCAA has been the result of the government doing it. Yes. It's really been a long time since they made any changes on their own uh, because they wanted to that were good. Uh, And so the latest one now, uh, the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB, uh, based on a case brought by, I think, Harvard and Dartmouth players, but Dartmouth for sure, uh, they have ruled that Dartmouth's men's basketball players are employees of Dartmouth. And are therefore allowed to go ahead and to create a union. The union part probably, I think, secondary for the purposes of this discussion here. But this is I, this is the first real time that any kind of regulatory board or court or anything has said out loud, explicitly, officially, that athletes are employees of the school. Do you want to hear this short Explanation from the regional director? <clears throat> no. I'm kidding. You don't? Okay. Well, I do. I'll no, I want myself to. In. 
Because Dartmouth has the right to control the work performed by the Dartmouth men's basketball team and the players perform that work in exchange for compensation, I find that the petitioned for basketball players are employees within the meaning of the National Labor Relations Act. Pretty concise. Nice thesis statement. Nice conclusion, I should say. Well, we're going to miss Dabo. But we all have knew, fun being a motivational speaker or a youth pastor, or whatever you want to do. Well, right, no longer being the youth pastor at Clemson. Yeah, that's right. Right, Dabo Swinney Toyota, man. <laughs> His sales pitch. Did you know that Toyota is actually the most American-made car? That's I'm right. just saying <laughs> they make them right up the road. In just Greenville. saying, man, right up the they road. Yeah. And they say Greenville. Yeah. Greenville. It's just like Packville. But there, uh, there look, are two eyes and no eye sounds. Packville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can't hear any of the eyes or else. You're so right. Pikeville is not yes, a thing. That is definitely Pikeville not a thing. Is a thing. Uh, but look, th- this obviously creates uh, a lot of heartburn for people in positions of leadership. I think probably around the world of college athletics. Good. But we, uh, I know, right? <laughs> That's what the money's for. Is another one. Good. Uh, but I, at this point, if this catches you off guard. Uh, or if this surprises you in any way, you're in the wrong position in college athletics anyway. I think we've all been waiting for what yeah. what case, what action was going to bring this about, not will one. It was when, not if. I think we got it a little fast. Dartmouth basketball players. like well, Of course, it was going to be Ivy League. I know, right? I mean, well, Northwestern's practically Ivy League, and they were the ones pushing for it before. It's been an, it's been an express train. It's a big deal. Heading directly for this. Absolutely. It's a huge deal. But if you like you said, if you haven't seen this coming, you might as well be the NCAA with how slow they've dragged their feet. I mean, this is this has been the writing's been on the wall. It was gonna happen. Like we said, like I've been saying for two years, the like collective bargaining, this will end in collective bargaining. In order to collectively bargain, there has to be a union. <laughs> coming. Well, right. It was that is the next phase of sort of how college athletics will exist is with players recognized as employees, with collective bargaining, with revenue sharing directly from the schools. You bring those collectives in-house. Like, that's... Now, how they'll marry that to the model of being in school, but if you want there to be actual transfer restrictions... Like, you and I have been bleeding hearts about the players should have more rights and all this sort of thing, but once you have collective bargaining... And you can negotiate it to where if the players can't transfer as much, it means they got something else. Yeah. This heart goes right back to being cold for all that crap. Because now you're negotiating, right? Like, no right. one is ever like, the players should be able to leave the an NFL team if they want. Like, no one ever says that. No. Because the setup is negotiated for both sides. Yeah, they have a lot but of protections you, in there. But yeah. now, like, the morality of the whole thing changes. If it's all negotiated, well, quit crying. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But that's... That's when the dynamics change. Yeah. You know, when you become full on employees, I mean that's when it that's when it really changes. And and when they get something in return, you know, there there's there's a back and forth, you know, yeah, oh hey, we, we can we'll guarantee we'll fully guarantee your your four year contract, but you can't transfer. Or you have to play for two years or you don't see any of the NIL money. You know, like any there's gonna be stuff like that in there that's collectively bargained. Collectively. 
and everybody's going to have to adhere to those rules. There's going to be some give and some take. That's how it works. And the next realignment, uh, I think, around college athletics is basically going to be around which schools really want to play this game or not. Right. In terms of... Who can afford to as well. That's right. Yeah. You know, who think they can. I would like to think that Louisville can swim in those waters. And yeah. We, and uh, that's certainly not the case for everybody in the ACC. Uh, but I no. think in that top layer of schools that are willing to embrace this way of doing things and have it be supported and financially viable like i would like to think louisville would be one of those no problem i think there's a handful you can just name right off the top of your head sure boston college doesn't want to do this wake forest probably no they're a tiny school um i don't know about the rest of them i think it's a question you know with syracuse it's a question with georgia tech you know it's a question with a lot i mean virginia tech was really struggling for financially like as much as we consider them a football power for years like post Beamer has not been pretty, and we had that expose this summer about how much they were really struggling financially behind the scenes. Uh, I mean, who knows how many? Like, there might be some pretty big names school wise that in your mind you would think, oh, they're definitely part of the club. Yeah, that might say no, we're good. You know, but it, it's it's going to be a hard decision. I, I mean, I think Virginia Tech's going to end up being one of the schools that does it, but. There will probably be a couple that, that you wouldn't expect that might say, oh, we don't want to do this or we can't afford to. I, I think, there, I think there, there will have to be some of those. Uh, but I think the willingness and the ability, I think, to, to support that sort of thing is one of the best things Louisville's got going for it as we're talking about realignment possibilities and that sort of thing. Louisville can do that. Louisville can play that. You just have to give them the opportunity. I think that's all Louisville's really ever asked for is please stop changing the freaking setup so we can figure it out and thrive in it. Yeah. And instead, the uh, everybody's conference makeup and everything changes every five years. Right. And I, Almost look, as soon as they figure it out. At some point, the, I mean, we don't really know where where TV contracts are right now. Like, I, I, I did read some of that OutKick uh, article sorry, you sent I've me. Sent you an I know. Article. But there's a lot of assumptions being made there. You know, and, and one of the big assumptions was the first thing they said was college football conferences are leaving money on the table. I said, are you sure? That's how some people are viewing it. Are you sure that money's being left on the table? Now, do you think that because they're splitting the pie with other conferences? Or do you think that because there's just money that's untapped? Because I assure you, number two is not true right now. Not in the eyes of the people that hold the money. I mean, if it was just a... Free for, I mean, they, the the ESPN would have given the SEC money for a ninth game if the money was there. If they if it made sense to them, if it was financially viable, they would have done it. It wasn't. There's a reason why I think it's a little step. You're not hearing nearly as much about... There's not an obvious place for FSU and Clemson to go right now. Not obvious. Because there's a lot of questions about the next contract. You know, like... It, it, <laughs> The Big Ten and the SEC working together might make sense at some point, you know, to, to shut everybody else out and monopolize the money. That might make sense, but I think that's a short-term view where they're not seeing what actually makes college football worth that money. You know, if you cut out a bunch of the fan bases and they're not a part of the playoffs anymore and they're not a part of the discussion, then they're not going to watch as much as your football. I promise you. I promise you. They're not going to be nearly as interested in Alabama, Georgia, if their team doesn't play the same sport you do. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think the reason th it just so happens that the reason this year they're going to learn the entirely wrong lessons 
from this season, but this year in college football was easily uh, one of the most viewed seasons in terms of television viewership and that sort of thing, almost wholly because there were other teams elsewhere, that it wasn't situated just around the SEC and the Big Ten, but that there were Pac-12 teams that were really good. You had Florida State that was really good. Like, you had others and them. Like, you're certainly not going to succeed without the SEC and the Big Ten, but they're not going to succeed without others either. Not to the level that they think. Right. And I'm I'm afraid they don't think that, and I don't know what it would take to convince them of that. Uh, but it certainly seems like they want to lean into unless they're looking to that. unless they're looking to expand to 24 to 30 teams apiece, which they're not. I doubt it too. They're not gonna. They're not going to have the level of success they think they're going to with their fraternity of you know 35 to 38 teams with the dead weight they have in those conferences too. They don't have the. 38 to 40 best football brand. Right. They don't. Right. They have like the 25 best football brands uh, with some exceptions. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. 25 of the top 30. Sure. Yeah. Right around there. And that's, I don't know. You're missing some spots there. Bro chief. So again, if you're just uh, jumping in here, the NLRB, uh, I guess kind of like a, re- I don't know how this works like with courts, but like a regional office, Boston's NLRB office uh, has ruled that Dartmouth's men's basketball team, uh, they the players are employees of the school uh, because Dartmouth controls the terms of their employment and their compensation, right? Like that was basically was what the logic was. Uh, and because of that, they are employees and they have the right to vote to form a union. Uh, certainly, Dave, even the most ardent uh, advocate for this sort of thing is not trying to have an, a union at every school. No one's asking for that. Uh, I hope we didn't destroy the village in order to save it here. No, I don't think that's going to work. Okay. But uh, I guess I've been wrong in the past, but it seems like when I say collectively bargain, I figured it would be all of them, all college athletes, or at least all athletes in a sport. Can you imagine if it was the other, if it's the other way, and it's like right when the season <laughs> is about to start, Alabama goes on strike, right, <laughs> and they just pick it up in week three after they settle this strike. Like we're not going to be doing yeah. that, guys. <laughs> they, they, they they forfeited their first two games, jump in on week three. <laughs> scabs like a walk-ons out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not happening. We can't Recruit do this, entire, guys. Like the, I changed like my the mind. Replacements. Go back. I just <laughs> I don't want to do any of this. I don't, I kind of, I Caleb was like, I didn't sign up for this at all. I'm Dan Dockage now. I would just go see a bunch, bunch of uh, please, bunch of, like education majors out there playing receiver and lineman. Bunch of guys that were all district in Alabama. <laughs> they gave up the dream. Now they're to find out who's really good at they're this. They're drafted. I mean, in. Hey, TC wins basketball. Basically, did that to they a degree. Did, they did. And they it won worked their out. first game too. They did. It wasn't the whole roster. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> that'd be yeah, be like the Star Wars. Like, eh, I'm, I'm gonna sit out this week. Eh, you can't. You gotta pay me more money. Just hold out. All right, I wanted <laughs> to uh, play this uh, for you here. Uh, Gary Parish down on uh, the radio in Alabama. That they're enjoying Alabama and Auburn being two of the best teams in the country. It's a rarity for them. Uh, I think this is the first time in like 50 years they're gonna play as top 10 teams. The two of them. Nate Oates has done a. Fantastic job at Alabama. And while uh, interviewing Gary Parrish from CBS, we know uh, Gary, asked him, should they, as Alabama fans, be worried about Nate Oates and Louisville? And I, it, 
I thought it was noteworthy for a couple reasons. The first being, we really we heard a lot about him two years ago, but we haven't heard very much about him this time around. And I I wasn't entirely sure why, considering things. I think it's got, largely got to be financial. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, here's what Gary Parish had to say about that. I thought it was kind of interesting. If I'm an Alabama fan that is concerned about losing Nate Oates in the future, should I be worried about Louisville, Kentucky? Because that's the, that's the one job that scares me because I think his style would fit perfectly with that fan base and that wonderful building up there. If I were running the Louisville search, and I know technically they still have a coach, but they won't next month. They'll, they'll, they'll need to hire somebody. Nate Oates is 100% somebody I would take a look at. Um, he's obviously turned Alabama into a monster. He understands uh, you know modern basketball and where shots should be taken and where shots should not be taken. Um, you know, Louisville is one of the 10 best jobs in America. You know, keep in mind when they hired Chris Mack from Xavier, then this just speaks to how good of a job coaches, people in the industry perceive Louisville to be. Chris Mack was coaching at his alma mater at Xavier and coming off of a season where they were a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So you're at your alma mater and nobody can tell you you can't accomplish stuff at this school because you're literally a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And even he could not turn down the Louisville job. So if you'll leave Xavier for, for Louisville, then you, you'll, you know, there's probably only five or six jobs that, that you would say, I can't leave this place for that place. And respectfully, I'm not sure Alabama is, is on that list. So I don't know um, who's going to be the next head coach at Louisville. There's a lot of really accomplished guys trying to get involved there. I wouldn't be surprised if you eventually hear names like Sean Miller and Eric Musselman. But absolutely, to answer your question, if I were Louisville, Nate Oates would be on my very short list of, of potential candidates. Listen, Nate's got a huge buyout. The only reason I ask the question is I go to a lot of Alabama basketball games. I love the product. Uh -huh. Love it. Would love Nate Oates to be the coach at Alabama the rest of my life. There's only one. There's only a handful of places. Louisville is one of those that I think they have the crazy money to where they could buy out any buyout. Well, and that facility, too. I think that's the one thing. Like, Louisville, you've had multiple coaches win national championships. He could do something in Alabama that, that has never been done before, but at the same time, you have to do it in Coleman Coliseum. Yeah, I... I uh, Nobody can see it. <laughs> I hope he stays forever, but Louisville has... So, look, I, I thought that was a fascinating clip. Sure. Uh, in particular, just to get outside of the bubble. Yeah. You know, here's a non-Louisville person, but a national college basketball person. And then, you know, a frenzied, but regional you know local and the jim dunaway and those guys that's a great show they they do a, a great like those guys they're knowledgeable these are not like yokels or something they know their uh their stuff clearly they one they had the proper respect for the louisville job i was gonna say how <laughs> it was nice from both them and gary parish it was kind of a nervous question like should we be worried and it's alabama and you're like well, go on <laughs> you know I mean? like, maybe tell me more what makes you nervous <laughs> like i i that was nice and to have gary parish embellish that yeah. Even more. Felt good. Yeah. It's like I got a compliment. Like, it was nice to hear that from somebody else. It hasn't felt like that in a while. Sure. It was nice that that's still in people's minds. I really like Nate Oates. <laughs> I love his style of play. I think he's he's building towards a Final Four type run. He's got two Sweet 16s and three years where there was a tournament that actually was held. Now we know that COVID canceled the tournament the first year. Um 
the biggest impediment, he's had a $12 million buyout. It falls to $10 million, I think, in mid-March. But $10 million is a big buyout. It just is. I don't want to say it's disqualifying or anything. I don't know what kind of money we're going to be working with this time. I'm sure that there's going to be some motivated donors. Some motivated people are going to be really willing to to pay Kenny's buyout. But, man, we're talking if we're waiting till the end of the year, if we're waiting till April 1st, if that happens, we're talking about $6 million for Kenny and whatever for his staff, probably another half million or so for his staff, and then another $10 million to hire Nate Oates. You know, just buyouts before we talk about salary. That's tough, $16.5 million or $17 million, whatever it is. And that's... That's tough to, to see us overcoming that where we were where we're at, but I mean, there's probably some people that are willing to pay a lot to get the right guy in here. But the problem is we haven't. I don't know why, but people haven't been talking about Nate Oates like he's a candidate. And I think he should be. He got that extension a couple of years ago, and I think that that was part of it. Uh, it was nice to hear all that nice stuff. It was also nice to hear them think that Lil was like rolling in money. Yeah, that we have a, a printing press here. We the sad part is. You do have kind of a print, but only when that thing is full. Yeah. Like, that's the ATM down there. That's the ATM, and, and we and forgot to fill it. Yeah, it has not been uh, <laughs> serviced properly uh, lately uh, to uh, enjoy that sort of thing. But I'm perfectly fine with people in Alabama thinking Louisville runs like that. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. I think I mentioned this last week. His, his wife's name is Crystal Oates, which I don't know why that. It just sounds like a Holland brand of Oats. Oats was the best name suggestion. For Holland. With last Maybe name their Oats. kid's name's Holland. I would name my child Holland. Holland Oats. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, sad. It's sad this how opportunity. they, they, they go hate each other, by the way. I know. No, wasn't there a restraining order against they, Oats? By Hall? They do not like each other at all. I think it is Hall who does not, basically thinks he did all the work. Yeah. He was the artist. Oates. Hall was the face. Yeah. Oats was the second Meathead, yeah. Basically, didn't carry his and Like weight. Simon and Garfunkel. He's the Vandy of that. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Where Simon was the songwriter. Garfunkel was the hair. <laughs> the hair. And I've the never voice. been the hair of any group I've And been. the other voice. Yeah. I think uh, Garfunkel is a math teacher now. Serious. Yeah. That's nice. Imagine just going to math cool. class and it's like, yeah, it's this Garfunkel guy. I don't know anything about him. It's <laughs> Professor like, Garfunkel. Professor Garfunkel. <laughs> It's not You're that like, many oh, Garfunkels yeah, Garf- out like, there. Yeah, that's me. Would you even believe him if he did that? What? If he like, if he's like, kind of made the Garfunkel joke, he's like, no, really, that's me. It's like, and like, yeah, a funny one, math boy. I know what he looks like, so I'd probably, you know, right. even though he looks a lot different than he did fifty years ago, but it would be pretty easy to tell if it was him or not. I told you, I absolutely stuck my foot in my mouth here with the Nielsen lady. Oh, yeah. She introduced herself, and her last name was Kotite, and I was like, oh, Rich Kotite, what a name. And she's like, that's my dad. You're just like. I, it was my South great coach. getaway moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a great coach. I had no. I Slowly just, backs I out just of the room. Left. I had no. There's no comeback for that. It's been nice talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't learn my lesson. I would do it again. But. Kotite, what a loser. Basically. <laughs> To his daughter. Not Hope great. you never say that to Tori Dilf about her father. Because I know you don't <laughs> care for Trent that much. Does she still? She doesn't still live here, does she? Uh, I think she left. She got married like right after she finished her career here. Oh. Her dad sucked. Jay, welcome <laughs> into the job, buddy. What's up? 
Fine, guys. How you all doing? I'm the 80-year-old uh, Louisville guy. How you all doing? Haven't called you because I didn't get my Christmas present. Kenny wasn't dismissed, so we got to live with it. But really, I'd just like to add a few points if you've got Go a few it. moments. Yes, sir. Uh, one of it, Louisville basketball, as you already reiterated time and again, is so important to the community itself. Downtown is more vibrant when we're at least in the top 25, mm-hmm. you know, um, and also the campus. My dad after he came from the cotton fields of Alabama, he got a job at L&N Railroad. And look, that, that's gone. Floyd Street's cleaned up. That's primarily because of people like uh, uh, Papa John's, uh, Tom Jewelage, Denny Crumb, and, uh, you know, Howard Schellenberger, and, and a lot of other people, that's too numerous to mention. You know, J.D. Nichols, the uh, property yeah. developer, yeah. and uh, many, many more. I hate to, to go down that list because you're going to miss a lot. But I'm just saying, it's Turn at campus, uh, the quality of students have improved because of that. Look at all the student housing. Look at all the, the, the new classroom facilities. You can just go on and on. Look at the Young Center without Jim Host, uh, of, of, of Tom Jewish, Rick Bettina, the, the mayor of Louisville at that time, and a host of other guys. That wouldn't have been built. Look what it's done for downtown, for conventions, the, the new hotel, the new Omni wouldn't have been probably built. So basketball, football is good. I love it. Um, Jeff is, 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 is my hero now. But blue basketball still needs to be a top 15, 25 team and hopefully a championship. But you can't, you know, so it's important that, that, that they get it right this time. It's very important. And, uh, you know, if they don't, because uh, one guy, uh, I've said all that, and I'm conclude by this. Tell me, guys, when is the new Adidas? Ideal come true because the move of basketball is near where floundering. We're not going to get the lucrative, in my opinion, deal that we got from Adidas or any other shoe company, and that's going to be bad financially. So I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate it, uh, Jay. Uh, sort of a scatter plot there. Uh, but Love Jay. we got many years left of the Adidas deal. Yeah. Uh, and one, I don't really know what the future of apparel deals is going to be like. Uh, going forward we kind of got it at a great time correct it was it felt like the the apex there of those deals being out there and it's one of the places where louisville makes a lot of money Mm -hmm. uh that they're not they're not getting that from nike now is it worth it to be on the right like that can we save this for the summer (laughs) like we don't have to talk about this now uh because we can wait till there's not things to talk about yeah but Jay's right about a lot of the, the uh, I mean, the the campus is different, you know. Oh, no question. It, it's, the campus has come a long way, but it's it's always better, the the feeling around the city and the campus is always better when Wolf basketball is good. That's right. It just is. It just is. And uh, we have, like, a really good thing going here, you know. We just need men's basketball to get with the program. Oh, I saw the track and field team has uh, cracked the top 25. Yeah. Uh, and that's out today. It like literally is like just, just the men's basketball team. Yeah, that's it. Let's get it together. I j- just to go back to to the audio there. I part of me just enjoys Alabama feeling nervous about that. Yeah. Uh, even as they've signed them to an extension and feel good about where they are and 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 SEC, because I think that's the other part of this that I struggle with how to like factor it in. Is how much does conference realignment matter for sports that aren't football? 
right? Because like football is going to drive this big two little everybody else thing. But are people going to look at basketball that way? Or other sports like not football that way? It sounds like it sounds like even you know fans of a team in one of those leagues are still looking at Louisville like that would be a problem. Yeah, like there's the answer is no. I mean, obviously they've been they're replete with money. Their pockets are full, and the SEC made a commitment to well, with Mike's live was around to uh, making themselves better at basketball, you know, to improving the basketball size of things and investing in basketball. To their credit, they did. They did. They're, They're a much better conference did. now than they were seven, eight years ago. They just Absolutely. Are. And it's and almost um, entirely because of a commitment to hiring good coaches. Yeah. And spending money on coaches and coaching pools and facilities. Um, but we've already talked at length about how much it really affects other sports and not in a good way. You know, there's there's schools that are baseball powerhouses. You know, the, the, there's schools that are obviously men's basketball powerhouses. Look, the Big East divorced itself from football altogether because they didn't like the direction the conference was going yeah. and the influence that football had on a traditional men's basketball conference. And they're not suffering. They're better for it now than they were with, like, and they brought UConn back in, you know, to they had one of their, their, their classic rivalries, uh, classic uh, members come back in and, and reignite rivalries. So they didn't lose that part of it. Sure, they lost Syracuse. They lost Pitt. And the later additions with Louisville and Cincinnati and everybody, they lost them as well. But at the end of the day, they have their heart, which was a bunch. It was a East Coast basketball conference with a bunch of, quite frankly, Catholic universities, like private schools. They drove the bus there. Yep. Uh, so they went out and got more teams that were like them. You know, they kept DePaul and Marquette, went out and got more teams, uh, Creighton, you know, and that, that, Xavier that fit in with their uh, Butler that fit in with their uh, their uh, their profile and they moved on. You know that's I think that most sports are going to survive. Like the SEC is great in a lot of sports. Big Ten's very good in a lot of sports, but they're not the only ones. There's powers across the country and they they, they, they don't fit the same circle that the football powers do. Uh, and that's I think the biggest concern with a lot of people that love college athletics is that man you are destroying rivalries and conferences that meant more than just football that play more sports. They played, you know, 13 to 20 other sports, depending on what school you're at. And you're just destroying a lot of those rivalries too. And those re the regionality of those conferences, which is what makes them even feasible. Quite frankly, I did want to mention very quickly before uh, we take our last break here, uh, how much it made my heart sing to see Sam Hartman throw the ball to Jarvis <laughs> I was Brownlee. We were get to that. <laughs> uh, was it the Senior Bowl? Yeah, Senior yeah. Bowl. Uh, at some point, he's got to just start looking over his shoulder. Like every time I throw a football, there's a Louisville guy <laughs> that I'm not trying to throw it to who's catching it. This is not even the first time Jarvis Brownlee has intercepted <laughs> Sam Hartman. Mark, this was the ninth time he's thrown an interception to a Louisville player in his career. <laughs> One is freshman year, one is sophomore year, four is junior year, and three is senior year. And that doesn't count the fumbles. I didn't count how many fumbles he lost. That's crazy. To yeah. have thrown nine to one team. I think he's like 13 or 14 total turnovers to Louisville players. You count the fumbles. But nine interceptions to Louisville players. You count Jarvis Brown. I said it when they when Notre Dame lost this year. He's never going to buy drinking the city again. No, Louisville <laughs> should retire his number, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> that would be... But a Florida State years ago had the 
sod graveyard. Mm-hmm. You know, they would take a square from the road games and, and they plant it when they got back, and that was like their retiring like players you've owned, like their jerseys, <laughs> would be hilarious. If a place was like, we're putting Sam Hartman out there, we kicked his ass. Hartman gets the uh, the United treatment, you know, I mean, or he's the I first was, one. He gets a statue before Lamar. Getting hit in the back. <laughs> trying to make a tackle. He's a statue gets his the, the jersey statue actually him trying to make a tackle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who are some other good ones? Like Munchie Lego might be good. <laughs> <laughs> Munchie Lego is a really good one. It's yes. a one off, but it was uh, such a good one. That dude who got stiff armed by uh, Mario Urudia from Miami. Oh, uh, like, Brandon Mer- Merriweather. Put him on there. It's Merriweather. <laughs> Different the circus oh. guy who's no oh, one who got hurdled. Yeah, whoever yeah. he is. <laughs> Hundred percent. Scott Martin, <laughs> absolutely hammered by Kyle Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like this idea. This has this has got this has potential to it. All right, let's take our last break here. Uh, we'll come back and wrap things up here on the drive on a Thunderbolt. Be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 939 The Ville. Now here's Mark Evans and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 The Ville. Mark and Dave Skull. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then, tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel? Just visit FanDuel.com slash Biscuit to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over and present in Kentucky. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to Roger and here he waited through the break, and we always appreciate when folks do that. Roger, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, I, I just had a question. I, I think you guys probably had the answer to it. Y'all were talking about buyouts earlier. Yes, sir. And uh, and donors with big pockets. Uh, I know that, that we've got a, a contract with Adidas, but can Adidas 
make a contribution also? That my, my thoughts are is what's good for University of Louisville sports is, is good for Adidas. And, uh, you know, if you think of it in a business way, then Adidas would be making a contribution to their business because if Louisville's brand is a lot better, then, you know, people will probably purchase more Louisville gear and, and you know, a more, more Adidas gear. Sure. I understand uh, what you're getting out there, Roger. Thank you for the call. And it's an interesting question. Here's what's interesting about Roger's question. If that was allowed and it is not, it would create the situation that the NCAA alleged was actually true. Right. That Adidas would be a booster of Louisville athletics instead of a corporate partner or something like that. They'd be just straight giving money to support. And if you remember, we had Dan Wetzel on the show a long time ago, and he said it's idiotic to think that they aren't doing that stuff precisely for the reason that Roger just asked. It's crazy to think that they're going to partner with the school and pay them and pay them to wear their and then not care if they're good or not. Yeah. And so Dan Wessel's argument was this was already happening uh, anyway. So why is it against the rules? Uh, but no, the, an- the answer is no, they cannot just like give Louisville the cash to buy Kenny. <laughs> like that would be amazing. Uh, I would love that. If Are they, you sure? If they could. I feel like there's a lot of conflict of interest is there. It's like, oh, oh they're in just aligned. I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds great to me. But no. That, I mean, you can pay Nolan. Right. He doesn't care. If anything, they'd be like, can we please have Nolan's money back? That what, whatever money of ours you used to pay Nolan, can we please have it back? <laughs> Ask New Balance for some money. <laughs> oh, jeez. 8150 that's uh, the number if you'd like to get in there. I wanted to share something that I think is one of the stupider things I've ever seen uh, recently about like coaching carousel news. Mm. Uh, earlier today, this is being reported that Diana Rossini said this. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, on their the athletic football show, the podcast, uh, she said that when it came to Mike Vrabel not getting a coaching job this year after fired by the titans she said i don't think there was a fit for him i don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for and then she said i had a gm at the senior bowl who mentioned to me vrabel's physical build that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions and that is a factor End quote. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Mike what? Vrabel is big and scary. And that's why we don't want him? As Dan Campbell's in the NFC. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like Dan is like, I will bite your kneecaps off. Yeah. You're hired. Cool. Like, what's the in, what's the, is that, the intimation there? Like, what are you? Like, he's scary? I know, but like. I mean, to be clear. Why is that a problem? I'm not, like, he's in, like, he's going to intimidate other decision makers in the building? Like the the little nerds with money who make these decisions are intimidated by big bad Mike Rabel. It's not going to stop him from firing him, obviously. You know, like the, how many the, the newsflash to anybody? A lot of uh, head football coaches are former players, and 
I got to tell you, a lot of former players are big guys. They stay big. They stay Even big. Even when their careers are over, they don't shrink back down. To yeah, the like, like and an obviously there's, there's, there's some smaller head coaches. Like Bill Belichick's not a big guy. You know, there's a lot of guys. Pete Carroll's not huge, you know. But like John Madden was an enormous guy. Yes. Was it because he was jolly? Is that why they didn't mind? But that's the thing. Like there's a ton of big guys that coach football. Jeff Brom to a normal person is a, is huge. He's like, you know, he's like 6'2". He's the biggest guy in a lot of rooms he's in. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's a really like he's really muscular, yeah. big guy. You know, like he's he's a he's big for an average human being. Like they would think he's a massive dude. That's how college that's how football coaches in general are. Some of them are smaller, sure, but like on average they're going to be bigger than a normal human being. You're going to have a lot of dudes that used to play line that are going to coach football. Play linebacker like Vrabel. Be Clint Hurt. It's just such a weird angle. Like I, could, the only job that I could get, like him not getting, is ten, is it not Tennessee because they fired him? Obviously, Atlanta. <laughs> they're not going to rehire him at yeah. Tennessee. Well, like Atlanta because Arthur Smith was his former Strong OC. Pick. So yeah. like you're not going to hire like his former boss because then what he's like, oh Arthur Smith back. I was like, yeah, we're not bringing him back there. But like, was like he gonna, Robert Sala is a huge guy. Yeah, like yes. is he just upstage the GM. Like you're not training that guy. Oh well, you're scary. I can't Doug Peters train the big guy. guy. Yeah, the football players are big. Former Andy football Reed's players are really big. big guy. Yeah, and he was huge when he was thirteen. And, I know. Did you see the, <laughs> did you see the video of, of uh, Reed, the wide receiver, seeing the video? No. Of Andy Reid and the <laughs> thing, he's he like he's like this is AI, like this is not real, like he refuses. Nope, to believe it's been that around for dude. years, he buddy. That, he said that his helmet <laughs> would just look like a hat. That's what, <laughs> about Reed, that's what it looked like. You know what we're talking about, right? The the punt pass and kick off. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, so well. He's they literally twice as big as every kid but around. Like, we just so off big. a bunch of huge football coaches. Yes. It's uh, D'Amico Ryan. The Ryan, really big guy. The Ryan brothers. <laughs> the, yes, yes, Rex and Rob. Right. And D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan. Ryan's. I mean, because he's a former player. I mean, that's uh, what happens. Uh, Dan Quinn is a, is a really yes. big guy. We can name him for days. Harbaugh's a pretty big guy. He's a former. Yeah, he's a former right. NFL quarterback. Right. Like this is, this is, they're football it's players. Idiotic. Yeah. It is an unbelievably idiotic thing to say. And look, at least she's acting like all the decision makers well, are Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, look, like they're trilams. She's reporting that someone <laughs> said that to her. Yeah, that person's so, stupid. But like, if general managers think that, we're only going to hi- like, we only like tiny former players, Mike Just McDaniel. Kickers. Yeah, who's not even a former player. Mike McDaniel. That's what we want. Everybody. I guess. This is the most non-threatening NFL coach we've got. No, that is kind of the trend. We love nerds. That's fine, but like to not hire somebody because because they're big is ridiculous. I feel discriminated against. That's why the enemy has a job. In in my arena, it's like if you told me you don't want to hire me as the pit boss because I'm too fat. That's because I know barbecue. It's like basketball. It's like you gotta be under six foot nine. To coach <laughs> these basketball. Are my, these are my safe spaces. You're too tall. Barbecue, football, trivia. I'm allowed to be fat in all three of them. Okay. You're attacking my safe spaces. <laughs> Unbelievable! Like, just what an odd story, right? It is. Golf. <laughs> Isn't it just because Vrabel looks like kind of a jerk? It's but not he's, that he's big. He's not though. Like that's he's, well, he that's it. He looks like me. His face is always just like I. <laughs> like, like I like that you embrace the fact that you uh, look like a jerk. <laughs> I just I would. I, 
I know I don't look happy, <laughs> even when I'm very happy. But I know I, you're happy. It's why you never hear me criticize Kenny for smiling after losses. Because it's just his nature. Because I can't make yeah. my face do what I'm feeling either. So I, I get it. I do. I'm the opposite. I would love to see every picture of hell. you after your children it were is. born. I'm like holding a newborn. I look super serious in all three of them. <laughs> like I'm about to kill this. Like I'm going to be the best. Jeff. You know what I mean? Like I look like, like dialed in, you know, like it's game seven. But I don't look happy. Yeah, that's what you're asking. You look like you're thinking about paying for college. I have a picture. <laughs> yeah. I have a picture of me watching uh, the 2012 for the opening round tournament game. Uh, it was it Davidson. I think they played first that yeah. year. Uh, and yeah. Maddie is less than a day old on my shoulder, and I look like I'm about to go in the game <laughs> while holding my one-day-old baby. Or like I just got benched in the game to hold this baby. Like it's <laughs> This is your punishment. you got to hold this newborn. My face is my punishment. <laughs> I can't make it stop. We need to do like a face swap with Kenny right Payne and Mark Innes. Here, just <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> we don't need to do no, that for him or me. He doesn't deserve that either. Just know that it's an op equal but opposite hell. That's right. To not be able to express happiness with your face. It's tough. It's tougher than you think. I smile a lot. You are a jolly person. I was going to say that you're always happy, Dave. You are. <laughs> you can usually tell when I'm not, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just find that such an odd rumor in any sport because all athletes are enormous for the most part yeah i mean that's the whole thing especially in football and basketball you have like abnormally large people that are playing the sport and there's, there's just like a ton of huge imposing coaches like, yeah well it's just what a weird what, way what to limit yourself like, it's a weird way to limit yourself because even if your head coach is a small guy your position coaches are probably going to be exactly. huge <laughs> right <laughs> your defensive not, line coach is not gonna be a little guy defense no <laughs> that's not true it's, it's either a huge guy like well, you're not wrong. Okay. or a hilariously small guy who can who just would have given anything to have a giant defensive line body. Yeah. But instead is the team manager and now he's the defensive line coach. Yeah, you're not wrong. There are there are you know offensive line and defensive line coaches that are not big. Chris Klinakis. Chris Klinakis was not a big guy. It was exactly who I was thinking of when you said that. I mean my, my, my defensive line coach yeah. in, in, in high school wasn't a big dude. Same for us. Yeah. Same for us. And I would in not. College, have, you, I would it? not have fought him for anything. Who was our defensive line coach in college? I don't remember because I was an offensive lineman. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, that's tough. That's a long time ago. If you weren't my direct coach, it's hard for me to remember Whatever. everybody was. <laughs> you weren't yelling at me. I Quite a team. You Whoever are. you are, you don't remember the coaches. I remember that's like of, remembering the names of managers like in other areas. I remember a I ton of coaches. I just don't remember. All of them. Coach. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm sure if I thought about it long enough. I hope I it was somebody who turned out to be awesome. Hey, well, there were a lot of stars on that staff, so yeah, it might have been. I have to look it up. <laughs> You're going to look it up now? <laughs> yes. Might as well. We find out we someone have, this coaching. We have five minutes. <laughs> well, look, since uh, he is looking that up, I did want to remind you guys, we have a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook. They have you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings same game parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. So you can string together multiple bets like Dave likes to do uh, from the big game or for a shot uh, at making your payday even sweeter. You can get in there and 
again, I'm I'm tempted to go over. I feel like it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout than it feels like the number shows, even though I do think both defenses are good. But you're welcome to get in there and just sort of uh, poke around, see what you can come up with. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TheVille. New customers can get five bucks. Uh, can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. It's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code, promo code TheVille. Crown is yours. So if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You have to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. All these terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Who was it, Dave? Can't find it. <laughs> I bet you we have a listener who could rattle it off immediately. Well, uh, a couple of my my buddies that I, I played with uh, might remember it. It's I know Jason Hilliard listens to the show. Two thousand. So Big we're, body. We're talking two thousand two thousand two. Trying to remember who the defensive coach. line coach was. I, I'm On pretty John sure it was somebody staff, notable. That staff included what Jim McElwain and some others, mm-hmm. right? Danny Hope was the offensive line coach. A uh, lot of future coaches on that list, yep. for sure. The future coach of Purdue. 2013 Washington Commanders. That's right. It was, the offensive staff was quite nice. Yeah, it was. It was. In fact, to... everybody we just named was a head coach eventually. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I can't remember. Defensive line coach. Who's the defensive coordinator? Do you remember that? Dave. I do. Um... Come on. Is it Mike Cassidy? It was it was Cassidy. Was it? I'm it? asking. It, it was Cassidy. Okay. Yeah. We found out some guy named Nick Saban that was coaching <laughs> at the time. He was in Michigan State. Actually, I think he was already at LSU. No, he was in Michigan State because when he left, John Owen went there. Of course he did. How do you not remember that? It happened at halftime of the bowl game. Dude, I'm telling you, it's been a long time. Okay. All these things that I should know that I don't remember. I'm just going to sit here. This is good radio. You're not sure it was Cassidy? No. I scrubbed everything. I think it was Cassidy, though. Okay. We'll turn on the post game show to know who these coaches are. (laughs) Which we'll have. So keep it here on 93 on the Ville. Louisville, NC State tonight. Immediately afterwards, post game uh, with uh, Dave and Christy Banta. So just leave it here. Leave it here. We'll be here all night. You've been listening to The Drive on 93 on the Ville. It was Smealand. See you.